0: You gotta get that glitch under control, kid.
1: Okay, I will, I will, and... And then you think I got a chance?
0: Tiny. Yes, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win! Top shelf. Top (laughs) shelf! back to top shelf Disney Animation Studios library I felt like singing a song at the beginning because that's what TC usually does hey Mm-hmm-hmm. that's right normally I do <laughs> oh oh, this time TC's doing all the voices in the background oh that's that's great I got nothing. hello Jeff well, welcome back everybody hello TC how you doing
1: <laughs> I'm good I'm good here we are back again.
0: Back again to watch yet another movie. Ah, oh, great movie, too. Mm-hmm. What movie did we watch, TC? Do you know what movie we watched this week? I, I do. Were, we were watched the 2000,
1: 2012 Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh, uh, wait, Wreck-It am Ralph. I supposed to specify that this is an animated movie, or at this point are people aware that we're watching the library from Snow White to Moana?
0: <laughs> I feel like after 51 episodes, unless you literally just blindly turn this episode on, mm-hmm. you know these are all animated films. <laughs> yeah. But I guess... Just to reiterate, <laughs> we are in <laughs> fact watching all the animated films from Snow White all the way up to Moana. Uh, funny enough, there's a sequel to this movie coming out this year that we're recording it later in this mm-hmm. year. That uh, there's a there's a there's a good chance we might do an episode for, even though that will yeah. be past yeah. the end of the show. So that's fine. Yeah. For, no, for now, for now
1: we're for now we're discussing this movie and yes. uh, continuing the revival era that we've seen tangled, and we did allow. Bolt and Winnie the Pooh to be a part of the, the revival as well. We allowed it. We've decided. We are the. <laughs> because
0: our say is the important yes, say. Yes, we are the uh, top shelf
1: Disney Animation Studios podcast. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. There's no other <laughs> podcast like our podcast. Yeah. Don't right, so search
1: for it. <laughs> don't, don't don't Google it. You don't need to. I know people nope. are like, "Oh, there's other." No, no. no. So, Jeff, no, had, did did you see this movie before? Had you seen it in theaters? Is this is this this wasn't a new experience for you, I take it?
0: No, this definitely was not a new experience. We are fully in, I mean, with the the last 5 films we're doing mm-hmm. here. We're fully in the movies that I have seen. are we've caught back up we're out of that era of "I've never seen this movie before," right? And I was I was alive during this time, and I'd never <laughs> seen it. Uh, We're fully out of that. So this one I never saw in theaters, but mm-hmm. I did see, um, I did see it at home when it, when it came on home video. Okay, yeah, I've, I, um, I saw
1: this in theaters multiple times, and and yes, we are in in this. It's 2012. You know, we are hardly removed from this movie. This mm-hmm. Is it so fresh? And and as much as nostalgia played a big part in how we reviewed the Renaissance era and out of it and maybe some childhood memories of the older films that we, like Cinderella and whatnot, um, I do think that how fresh these last movies are makes it a little difficult to to critique and to analyze and to dig into. I mean, we're, we're certainly going to do our best to do so, and I'm not saying we're going to do a bad job. It's just the perspective, we don't have the distance, we don't have the time away from this movie to right. or any of the ones to follow to, to truly form like a well-informed years long, like a, over a decade old opinion about it. Uh, and that's, that's interesting to me to to be able to discuss these movies so fresh, um, that there are certainly people who are probably just seeing this for the first time. I know you watched it with someone who had never seen it before.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and I had not known that going into it. I assumed she had seen it for that matter. Yeah. And so like we were sitting there talking and she was asking me questions about it. And I was trying not to like spoil the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause just in case they my, in my head, I, I never like to say anything. I'm like, Oh yeah, well that's obviously the bad guy. Like, right. I don't want to say something like that. And, uh, it,
1: it, it's great rewatching this though. I've seen this movie multiple times. It's one of my, oh, it's yeah. one of the movies I carry on my tablet at all times. So <laughs> I'm not saying that I have like a, 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 an undying affection for it, such as Jeff's bias towards beating the beast. But I really genuinely, genuinely, genuinely like this movie. <laughs> yeah, when this me. movie came out, <laughs> it came out, this, I believe the same year as brave. And I felt having seen both of them, that they were released by the wrong studio. And, you know, looking at, looking at, uh, at, uh, where Wreck-It Ralph is now in the Disney animated library, it certainly fits. It fits this new era we're in. But Brave, also coming out in 2012 and being a Pixar movie, it felt so much different than what Pixar had been doing. Wreck-It Ralph felt like Pixar, and Brave felt like Disney.
0: Yeah, uh, I I, have not I definitely seen, remember feeling that same way. Yeah, I,
1: I haven't seen Brave again. I Well, playing it while babysitting doesn't count. I haven't sat down <laughs> and truly watched Brave again since seen in theaters, whereas Wreck-It Ralph I've seen multiple times. Uh, I don't know if that opinion... For brave will stick in terms of it not feeling like a true Pixar film, uh, but mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph coming, watching it in the order we've watched these in, uh, considering this revival era of of Disney greatness, it absolutely fits with this new era of Disney. Like I, oh, I, absolutely I, I does not feel like an anomaly anymore.
0: No, it it absolutely feels exactly like it's in the right spot because you like we've discussed on Tangled that you could see. I mean, even going back, I suppose you could. You know, you could argue with going back to the Bolts and you could see that, oh, Disney was trying to find their new way. You, you mm-hmm. hit Tangled and they just nailed it. They found their voice. They found the timing and the comedic, uh, like the facial expressions and the quality of the animation even right, uh, right. with Tangled. They, they hit it. They found it. And with, with Wreck-It Ralph, it's just, it's that level that Tangled set and it's a step up from it. You have fantastic animation. You have you have one of the things I love about this movie because it's because it's a movie that takes place inside like video games, more or less, in a video game world. I love that certain characters have different frame rate animations. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the the the, uh, the the physics of eight bit characters moving very, uh, you know, that stilted <laughs> animation. Yep. Very very clever. the 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 amount of detail and the design in this is is is. Phenomenal! I I went to a um, a speaking engagement with the creators of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. I got to go. It was the Disney. What well, last year wasn't there, but it was the lead animators and the director and the production designer, just discussing the technical technical development of Wreck-It Ralph and uh, how they were sent around the world to experience true locations that then they would. Have to turn into candy locations, so that <laughs> that uh, Sugar Rush had a had a real world feel while also being this fantastical video game world uh, that they they engaged with countless old school video game developers to to really lock in the science of or the physics of all these characters, and uh, I I honestly feel like had people more had. Had there been more foresight from some of the companies, we probably would have seen more cameos from characters like Mario or uh, more uh, famous arcade characters. Because there are quite a, gr- a number of great cameos throughout this whole thing. A lot of like looking right. background stuff.
0: And here's my th- and here's my my opinion regarding that. Like it would have been great to have seen more cuz obviously like in the arcade room there's a handful of like that the 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 opening arcade uh, shot where the camera's slowly pulling back the time lapse mm-hmm. uh, yes. over the yeah. 30 years there's obviously a lot of games in there that aren't real games mm-hmm. you know that they're they're obviously made up games while interspersed with real games you know yeah, like yeah. asteroids and stuff like that but at the same time I actually I'm I personally am okay with the level of Real things in the game with kind of some made-up stuff, because yes. yeah. I have you know, and I not to name-drop any terrible movies, the Emoji movie, but yeah. the well, I uh... <laughs> that, is, that was mentioned in our post for this week. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, you you some of these movies run the dangerous like the very fine line of having too many references, having too yes. many yeah. characters, too many properties in it, and it just becomes this big mush of just. References and mm-hmm. you lose the story at that point. I 100% and,
1: agree that, that if they had inundated us with with in your face references, that, that yeah. would have harmed the movie. Because this movie is. They, they, the way they developed the universe was that Wreck It Ralph has been around for 30 years. Right. From, I guess, you know, 2012, so 1982. That it exists in a world where Wreck It Ralph has always been there. So it doesn't need to have so many references that that's that's what the movie's for and it's it's a difference between the the really really sharp witty writing and script and design and everything that this movie is versus a, a lazier approach would be like you know candy crush right you know candy you know facebook yep. right the thumbs up that, yeah you, you know the the like you know we're, we're railing on the emoji movie but there are other movies that would have Taken this too far, and
0: right. But I feel like I feel like railing on the Emoji Movie is a good equivalent to yes, yeah. This same this this same film, but being taken too far. Yeah, the same I, or sorry, that's the same film. The same concept mm-hmm. of this world within technology that we are all aware of. And I, and I don't
1: I don't want to go on a, a tangent about Wreck-It Ralph 2 because we haven't seen it yet. But that's my concern: is because the Emoji Movie yeah. exists that that Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is going into the, Ralph Breaks the Internet, that there is that risk of, okay, is this just going to be, and I trust Laster, I trust Disney that it won't be that, and I feel like this will be a Shark Tale Finding Nemo situation where it's like, oh, no, Finding Nemo didn't lean in on all the low-hanging fruit. Shark Tale did. (laughs) Right, right. That is not to say that there isn't ample (laughs) amounts of candy puns in Wreck-It Ralph but Jeff, I love every Um, one of them.
0: uh, Let's see here. Some candy puns that they Hmm. talked about. What about the fact that uh, the two cops... Yeah, are named Duncan and Winchell, and, Winchell. <laughs> and they're both donuts. Donuts, guys. Yeah. Oh, both
1: donut brands. It's, it's layered, <laughs> and caps eat donuts. It's a whole and cops thing. Eat right? Donuts.
0: Well, and see, and that's the thing. That's that is exactly what I loved about the references. Because while we're saying like I'm 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 happy with the amount like the minimal amount of references or pop culture references in this film, that's not to say that there isn't only a few that. There's still a ton of references. Mm-hmm. They're just Mm-hmm. done. Very. Uh, they're they're written very well. They're written just kind of a lot of them almost as just kind of a throwaway gag, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's good enough. Like the fact of the whole Grand Central Terminal station, mm-hmm. which is basically the uh, which is which is which is just the the, what is it, the surge protector.
1: It's the power strip, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's the power strip. But like, <clears throat> there's constantly wide shots in that in that room, and there's tons of game characters in there. Like the Pong people are in there. There's the chef <laughs> from Burger Time is giving a burger to Cubert and his people, and like, but they're the tiny little characters. There's just it's a visual sight that if you blinked, you probably missed it and it's, that's perfect
1: yeah, it's the attention to detail and and speaking of the writing the this script is so sharp this the the exposition that has to happen throughout this film is pretty well handled you know like i think the most on the nose one is when he's crossing through the power the grand central station and he passes sonic and sonic is like remember if you die in someone else's game you die in real life and that's a little <laughs> on the nose but it does play off like one of those psas you'd see in if you've ever been in a subway terminal if you've ever been to grand central station those right. a little too loud announcements hell if you've ever been to the airport right <laughs> like those <laughs> announcements uh, so that little exposition moment but everything else like talking about like setting up, you're not going turbo, are you? That's in the first eight minutes of the movie. Um, the the uh, um, Calhoun the, situation, the Cybugs, the the glitch that Vanellope has, what Ralph wants. Everything is so strategically placed in this movie from a script yep. level that it is just so fantastically done
0: well and like i would love i i, I want to bring up i mean we're 16 minutes in we're, we're about 15 minutes of this episode but i do mm-hmm. want to say and again spoilers for the movie if you haven't seen the movie yes yeah I yeah I,
1: I this this is another one of those movies that does have a twist in it so yes yeah. if you have not seen wreck it ralph please do yourself a favor and watch it we are going to spoil it right now jeff continue right
0: i i love the setup of the villain because and I love that setup, King of... King Candy you know, oh. Turbo. Yeah, and because honestly, and I've said this, I, I, I was I was telling this, uh, I was telling this to, to to Meg, the lady I was watching it with, mm. um, the lady. The lady. Uh, <laughs> but I was talking to her. I was telling her about it because I'm like, like you, you do not immediately see the twist coming. No, no. Because it's played out in where the information is given is given fast enough and quick and easy enough. And it's done in a spot where you just kind of let go, oh, okay, they explained what Turbo is, And you kind of just forget about it mm-hmm. because there's still a good stretch of the film left to the point where when it happens, not only is obviously, because uh, uh, Vanellope is the one, yeah, because he starts freaking out uh, when he's chasing down Vanellope's car. Right, because if she um, finishes
1: the race, it resets the game and it ruins all his right. hard work.
0: Yeah. So when he start, when that starts happening, it's even to the audience it's kind of a whole oh, crap oh it actually and then it's it's one of those where you you go well duh of course he's the bad guy cuz yeah. turbo was a racer and now we're in a race game and mm-hmm. of course it's the bad guy and it's just hey, uh, it's one of those ralph says it best he goes
1: no way is that turbo <laughs> 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 but like this is this is an element of detail that, and once again the more care that a production puts into to a film, the stronger that film's going to be. The fact that on the console, Vanellope, Vanellope's in the first, sh- like, one of the first shots in the movie that you see yeah. her on the side of the console. It's in the background. You'd have to see this movie 10, 15 times before you notice it. The fact that she's driving King Candy's car, <laughs> like, yeah. that's an attention to detail that says, oh, in the game, the ro- royalty should be driving that vehicle. And there's there's little information that you would never see in your first, fifth, multiple viewings unless someone specifically pointed and said, look at that detail. And and that goes to like something like uh, after Diet Cola Mountain explodes, I'm watching it in the background and just watching the, the foam just slowly die off and fizzle off and like that level of detail into just the bubble. Someone was assigned to making sure that the <laughs> Diet Coke bubbles
0: fizzled out appropriately. <laughs> right. Right. Well and those, and even that's like clever because so so the, the what's cool about this is that the movie is not just a video game reference. That mm, there's no. there and or not even just an arcade game reference movie, because it could have very well have just stuck there. Mm-hmm. You know, just been all right, so it's just asteroids, it's just Donkey Kong, it's just original Mario, it's you know, it's just those types of those types of games. But mm-hmm. the fact that there's pop culture references in this, you know, <laughs> you know, stuff stuff like Ooh. Again, like the Dunkin' Donuts, or stuff yeah. like that in Candy Crush, it that or Candy Crush Sugar Rush, <laughs> Sugar Rush. That there's a yeah Sugar Rush. That the whole like Coke Mentos thing, like that. But it's a game. That but that's like a real life reference of a Mentos. <laughs> who are you, the guy who Coke. makes the donuts? <laughs> yeah, like see, I love that. There's there's other references in the world than just video games, mm-hmm. and it's also and, and it, but it's you know home consoles. It's it's. You know handheld games. It's everything is referenced in this Can, film. Yeah,
1: Konami Code up, up, down, down, right, left, codes. right, Konami yep. Code. Yep.
0: Yep. And it's from and it's not just from um it's not just from major companies either. I mean, yeah, you get you get some Nintendo characters, obviously, like Bowser. Mm. Uh, you know is in the the, the bad guy um, uh, meeting, and you get like you get a <laughs> bunch of like Sega things and some Capcom. Um, mm. you know, but you get Pac Man and Dig Dug, but then you get some like you get Frogger. Tapper. Like, Frogger Tappers, is referenced... Right. Yeah, Roopier Tappers, the bartender from the uh, from yeah, the like like who, you ask 90% of the people what the hell that game is, they're not going to know, oh, but no, it's like no. it's a real arcade game. Like <laughs> unless, it's unless you've played
1: Tappers in a bar in the Midwest. <laughs>
0: yep. You're not going to know. And that's what I like about it. It's not mm-hmm. just one type of game. It's not just one one tiny area of reference. It's all over the place. And yeah, you could argue that we you know a lot of these characters are um you know, like well, they got Cubert and Paperboy and you know a Pong because you know what are like no one's using them anymore. So I'm sure <laughs> right. the people who owned the license just went sure, please just put us in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but that just makes it more rich and it makes it feel like there's a bigger mm-hmm. history to this world than just and, oh here's four real games and a bunch of made up ones.
1: Yeah, and the the fact that the universe is so so uh, ripe with with detail it helps with the story, which is this this journey of of Ralph trying to be satisfied. This this goes to what I think the revival era is giving us, which is that it's about the heroes needing to change themselves, not waiting for the world to change around them, uh, which is more classic Disney library. That this revival era, like Bolt, like uh, like Rapunzel, in um, mm-hmm. you have to change who you are, and be and be happy with who you are. To be happy in your life, and I, I I love that I love this this story, and there for for it being a vi- a video game movie, right? It's it's the the hero's journey that Ralph goes on, and and all the four main characters, Vanellope, Calhoun, and Felix, are are great, and and uh, credit has to go to not just the script as we've been given it and the director, but uh, they even allow John C. Riley. To be a creative force in, he got a, a, an additional writing credit because he w- so he cared so much about Ralph as a character and the journey that this movie puts him on that he he consulted, he gave ideas, and that and his ideas were were part of what went into the film and built built Ralph as a character, and that's that's fantastic. I, I think the most we've seen that previously would be Robin Williams being. The Genie, and just Robin, right. do your, Robin, do your thing, and we'll make the genie around you. Uh, but this is more than that. This is John C. Riley caring enough to to want this movie to be the best it possibly can be. And a, a huge tip of the hat to the, to Disney for allowing that to happen.
0: Well, and I, I, and so many of the voice actors tend to come through on you know like through these characters and the characters design, and you could see, you could tell he had to have you, he had some influence, not necessarily on the way that Ralph looked, mm-hmm. but you can tell that he, he, he sounded passionate, yeah. about well, this movie, you know, <laughs> and his vocal four main performance came off, yeah,
1: all their vocal performances do, and all the main characters look like this is another case where it's like. This is perfectly animated to the cast. You can't imagine anyone else. Like Jane Lynch yep. is Calhoun, Sarah oh, Silverman yeah. is Vanellope. Uh, just for the four, you know, Jack McPryer as well. Um, not not Alan Tudyk. He doesn't look like King Candy. <laughs> that's too.
0: not wait. That's not what no, Alan Tudyk looked he looks like. Uh, Does he look more like Turbo? I feel like he looks yeah, like, more like Turbo. But Redhead, I haven't though. watched Firefly in a while, so maybe he, maybe he doesn't look the way I remember him.
1: <laughs> Another thing that Disney did here was, and this is a rarity if anyone is aware of how animation is typically developed, many of these scenes, the voice actors acted together in the sound booth, which allowed for a lot more natural exchanging of dialogue. So there's a there's quite a bit of improv in this, but it's appropriate improv because, like I said, John C. Riley becoming Ralph and and wanting Ralph to be so real uh, lent to and that's that's expert improvisation. It's not just like all the Apatow movies where it's like, hey, just BS for uh, for as long as you want it, will all go in, right? This is very contextual right? <laughs> uh, and and. Tells and informs the character, and so to have him be able to act side by side with Sarah Silverman as Vanellope, or to have Jane Lynch and Jack McBriar act in together, just makes it that much more genuine of a performance from from everybody involved. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because then you get you get real responses, you get real reactions, you get mm-hmm. real. Like even hesitations, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. could potentially cut out. You know, yeah. they could cut some of that stuff out of it, but my you man. get that real my moment, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and and actually, since we've we're we're on here, we Tudic Watch. We let's uh, this is the beginning of Tudic Watch because Alan oh, Tudyk this is the beginning, isn't it voices a character in every movie for the rest of this library, and if <laughs> if I have it my way, Alan Tudic will be the John, uh, or Jeffrey Ratzenberger of of the Disney universe and he will do a voice in every movie forever and ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love listening to, I, I love, Alan Tudyk is one of those, one of those actors that like, again, he's one of those that if you say his name, you might, you, you probably know who he is. If but you're a nerd and you, if you're a nerd,
1: geekdom, you damn well know who he is.
0: <laughs> Cause my first experience of him was playing the pirate from Dodgeball. Yeah, You know what? I think that might be my
1: first experience with him as well.
0: <laughs> but I didn't know it was him until years later when I went back and I watched Dodgeball and I went, who the crap does Alan Tudyk play in this film? <laughs> he plays the pirates? What? <laughs> but like, I always remembered his character from mm-hmm. that and then from Firefly, and then I knew he did the voice of the robot from iRobot. Like, That's that right. Was my Sonny and iRobot. Yeah. yeah, those are my three Alan Tudyk movies that I knew about. And it's so, it's so, and obviously now he's, he does a lot of, he's, he's got a great voice. I love listening to his voice
1: talk. Oh yeah. He's got, he's got it's great just, range as well. Like he's yeah. his, it's not, j- it's not like Phil Harris when you're, that's Baloo. We're hearing Baloo. I know it's little John. Okay. I know it's Tom O'Malley, but that's but that's, that's Baloo. Baloo, right? It's not that yeah. he's to compare King Candy here and Turbo, which are two very different voices to uh, the Duke of Weselton in, in next week's movie. Uh and then he does Baymax, he does Duke Weaselton in Zootopia and he's hey hey moana. Like he's got that's a really wide range of, of performances. <laughs> And it's and great.
0: It's great to see that you know, have like that. He's got that much. Like you said, mm-hmm. he's got that much range. He's got that <laughs> much, uh, uh, a uh, uh, vocal skills to be able to kind of bounce around from character to character, and it's still being like, yeah, those are very unique characters. And to do to do an impression of Edwin, good job. <laughs> oh yeah. Which you know what I love that Disney at this point, which I don't. I'm a, I I would like. I guess I would like to know the the backstory as to why King Candy King Candy right King Candy yep. right. Yeah, why he was designed to look like a lot like the Mad Hatter? Like, why was to, that? Like, well,
1: to look like Edwin is honestly what. Well, he Well,
0: that's the thing. Yeah, and then and then he just does the voice, and he he's he is doing Edwin. Come on, oh, you guys. Well,
1: his his uh, his agent booked him the audition by telling Disney and the voice casting department, hey. Alan Tudyk does a spot on Edwin, and then he went to Alan Tudyk and said, "Hey, you need to learn how to do a spot on Edwin because I just got you an audition for Wreck It Ralph."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, nothing like uh, a little be forceful there. And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, but
1: but this is—I I don't know what drew them to design it after Edwin. I, I part of me wonders if they had someone had been sketching out designs for what king candy could look like and then someone went hey that looks like edwin and then everyone started doing the impression of him and then it stuck (laughs) uh but it's it's another attention to detail because right out of the gate king candy does not look like any of the other racers which have a very anime chibi style uh for sugar rush he does not look like that so it's it's uh that's a, another level of detail, but I, I, I would almost uh, bet uh, that's how Edwin got referenced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, cause it's, it's funny because there is something that I had noticed. I, I don't, I think, I, I think I, it registered finally this time because I was paying attention to it because I knew who he was, yeah. um, obviously. And I, I've, again, I've seen this movie hundreds of times. I know who, I know that he's the bad guy, mm-hmm. but like the one thing that I, I noticed this time that registered was that because Turbo has a helmet on. Mm -hmm. The shape of his head is this large helmet on the top, and then it's a small chin underneath. So his head is kind of like a balloon.
1: Right. Now,
0: King Candy's head shape fits the outside of that (laughs) shape
1: he just created a a, an, a skin for his his avatar right <laughs> yeah.
0: right and basically that's what he did so there's the there's a part of me that's like okay so they i wonder if they designed the villain to be a old school 8-bit tur- like you know like racer mm-hmm. and then they went well okay well let's And they went back to like what you were saying, where they probably started doing sketches and, like, well, we got, maybe we should try to encase his head inside of a skin. And that got like started. Yeah. And I I wonder if that is the process. (laughs) (laughs) I would bet. I'll, I'll tell you what
1: the joke, the first time I saw this, the joke that. Sold me, and I'm like, I love this movie. As soon as this, this, pun, it was one of the puns, and there's so many wonderful puns in this. And <laughs> maybe because they're pretty much all delivered by Alan Tudyk as as King Candy as Edwin. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> it's when they're escaping the bakery with the with Vanellope's car, and Wenchel and Duncan go, "Are you okay, sir?" And he goes, "Yes, they just glazed me." Huh. <laughs> I, it, that joke, when that joke hit, I was. I'm like that's it. Any this movie can do whatever it wants at this point. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> you win, movie. He just and then he laughs at it too, like full, knowing full well. Oh man, <laughs> he knows he's funny. I yeah. mean, that's
0: the thing. He knows he's funny. So <laughs> but what? A, what
1: a cool villain. Oftentimes, you can say. I feel like it's it's safe to say about adventure and sci-fi fantasy genre films that you're only as good as, you're only as strong as your villain, right? And right, right. King Candy has such a complexity to him that we haven't really seen from previous Disney villains. His he certainly has hubris about him, but his desperate desire to exist. It's it is similar to Mother Gothel in like doing whatever it takes to live and survive. But at the expense of everyone else, because right. honestly, they the game the um, the, the game universe here sh- proves that they are willing to let uh, characters who have lost their games exist in new consoles. I think that's why Ralph learned a lesson, Felix learned a lesson in letting Cubert and the other forgotten gameless avatars get a bonus level in. Uh, Fix it, Felix Jr. The arcade game. So they are willing to take another a character who's lost the game and let them exist in a new one, right? Right. But but Turbo was only out for himself. Only, and he and his jealousy and rage. It's it's such a neat, complex villain with a very very sh- smart plan. Like his his reprogramming of Sugar Rush is pretty fantastic.
0: <laughs> right, and actually, it's a plan that works for quite a long time. Yeah, you know. Again like you you referencing Mother Gothel her plan worked for a long time a- before 18 it years got. yeah before, <laughs> yeah it wasn't like i'm going to be evil oh and now i'm dead like it's not that it was it was i'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and i'm going to survive and no one's going to know about it and haha it's working mhm ha it's working and that's it <laughs> and uh, it's it. by like sheer dumb luck that the right person came along that ultimately broke it yeah, like broke it, his plan.
1: It's it's something that struck me this time in that. Uh, so Calhoun's a new game, right? So she doesn't know who Felix is. She doesn't know who Ralph is. She it, uh, mm-hmm. the um, uh, hero's duty uh, that liquid you. You have to <laughs> it, say duty, otherwise duty. it sounds like you're saying duty. duty. Uh, it, you know what? Is, is it hypocritical of me that I accept that poop joke so willingly?
0: <laughs> uh, I made a joke. I made a note of it. Um, <laughs> I made a note of that one, and I made a note of, like, the Verp reference. <laughs> and I went, oh, Disney, but uh, you know what? So much of this why. movie is good. I I'll I'm let so it I'm so forgiving go. of that. I don't know.
1: But anyway, where I was getting at is that uh, Sugar Rush is a newer game. Ralph knows what it is. It's like, ah, oh, it's that candy racing game. But Vanellope doesn't know who Ralph is. The other characters don't know who he is. King Candy knows who he is. Because King Candy has been in that arcade for a very long time. When Ralph shows up, he immediately recognizes him, and that mm-hmm. is another telling sign that something's up with King Candy. Because he
0: see like, Ralph. Uh, see, and that's a that is a subtle reference. That is a subtle uh, dialogue. You honestly, you can easily overlook that. Mm-hmm, yeah. That is something that you can you do not necessarily have to catch unless you are paying attention. And specifically looking for that. And that's what makes that work really well for repeated viewings. And I am... I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast, but I, when it comes to like my movies and even in certain TV shows, Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of something that I will watch that thing all the way through, get to the ending and go, crap, I need to watch it again. (laughs) Not because I missed it, but because I went oh, I need to rewatch it because I have a completely different opinion about this film the second mm-hmm. time around that I want now I can piece things together because, oh, I actually know the whole time it was this. And 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 that makes a good movie that it, when it, the, yeah, it the, makes you want to pop it back in. And this movie just definitely does that because the, of those little lines. The
1: rewatchability, lines. like any good video game that has replayability, right?
0: <laughs> yep, yep. If I if you, if it makes me want to watch it again or play it again, boy, you you win. <laughs> and,
1: and movie Ralph, wins. All Ralph the wins. himself, movie wins. Yeah, Ralph himself movie is wins. such a great complex hero. Going back to the what the God, I'm sorry. If you guys can hear the freaking car alarm that's going on. I'm breaking the fourth wall it. here. I am Jeff. You can probably hear it because of the mic we record on. But if this is yeah. getting through the recording, I'm so mad right now. And there's no way I can't do anything about it. Anyway, um, Ralph is a complex hero. <laughs> Uh, the this staying in
0: sorry that was the that was the angry TC minute brought to you by the car alarm outside <laughs> keep going uh, T-C. <laughs> the
1: the supporting characters this is another thing that I think is true of this new era of Disney that we're in in that the supporting characters also have arcs to them they aren't as complex but Vanellope certainly has a journey she goes through something quite quite spectacularly and yeah. whether this is intentional or not she doesn't change she her world changes right she is a more traditional right. literally a princess a more traditional disney princess in that she she does change in that she's willing to accept uh, ralph Uh, ralph's help and and have a friend in him but honestly her her arc is is quite small her arc is is changed by the world around her which which lends to the more traditional princess and intentional or not i'm just making that observation um
0: yeah because by the time the movie ends she you know she's in the dress and then She takes it off being like, no, I'm going to be this, being her. She's her. She doesn't need to be anything else but herself. That's a a good call.
1: She was her true self all along, and now the world needs to accept that. I will say, though, though she says a a democracy, making yourself president is a dictatorship. (laughs) 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 Just saying. Just saying. Just Just saying. We're going to have a democracy.
0: I'm president. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we found the movie's giant flaw. Yeah. We hate this film. That's no, it. That no, was no. The, that, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Just joking.
1: The uh, And then um, Calhoun has nice closure in hers. There's something that dawned on me in this one. And mm-hmm. I, I it'd be worth Googling to see if I'm sure this is something that someone else has, has realized. But I'm going to make the observation. I'm calling it. I'm dibs on this. Calhoun's the one who says to the, the, the first-person shooter when her game begins, and this is expert exposition, the bugs become what they eat, right? So right. they eat a gun. They have gun powers, right? Uh-huh. That bug that attacked her on her wedding day ate her fiancé, her husband, which means Calhoun had to kill her husband, because the, the Cybug would have... So that tragic backstory is even more tragic.
0: <laughs> Man, I never made that connection either. Yeah.
1: So I, it hit me this time watching it because...
0: Oh, that's so bad. Because I once I realized <laughs> that
1: the exposition was being placed... Like every five, ten minutes or so, they'd be like, here's a little bit of narrative exposition you need to understand that something that happens later. It's a lot of cause and effect. I noted that she's the one who delivered that information. So when the backstory came up, I'm like, oh, my God, that means that cyborg turned into her husband and she had to, to kill him. That's
0: awful. So so not only was it that it was on her wedding day, not only was it that her husband was killed in front of her, mm-hmm. but that she then had to kill her husband.
1: Yeah. That's 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 dark, uh, oh. but she gets the closure. She she gets closure in in. Uh... <laughs> With 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 Felix,
0: <laughs> I do I do like though that at the end when she and Felix get married and it pans up to the glass and it was like like <laughs> no like <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what Ralph's line is but it's something like like no nothing like nothing left unturned or not that mm-hmm. but it's like uh, no bugs and it's just or yeah 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 it's like <laughs> seven hundred laser points just pointing at the glass uh, mm-hmm. the stained glass window <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh I got a that got a that got a big laugh out of yeah. This. We, oh. we enjoyed that. <laughs> that was a good joke. And then
1: there's Felix, who his his arc of understanding where Ralph is coming from, it, and Felix is just the nicest guy. He, he is Jack McBriar. He's the nicest guy in yep. the world. Just... All his like uh, southern colloquialisms, like "Oh, you give me the honey glows," and I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't mean to <laughs> to be cross. You're making me so cross right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and see, that's that's one of those things where I wonder if that is if, if those like the lines came out of the actors doing their thing, like mm-hmm. if the directors were like, just be you, the intern, just be the, <laughs> just, just be you, just be the intern for Thirty Rock. Do you know? Do you, John C. Yeah. Reilly, just be you. Like, honestly. Because, like, Jane Lynch, that's, like, half the characters Jane Lynch plays. Oh, I, I just want to say,
1: know? she has some of the best, like, badass dialogue. All her, like, like her war is hell thing. I just said ass and hell in, like, succession. I'm sorry, Jeff. But,
0: <laughs> it's okay. I already said hell. This episode is rated PG, guys. Yeah, sorry. She
1: has some, gr- all of her lines of dialogue when she's talking about, like, war. is <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> silly, but she delivers them with such like badassery and that goes to felix as well all of his genuine sweetness even when he's darn i'm darn right cross with you uh is just so great but i love that felix has a journey as well he understands he lets ralph be the hero in the end uh which we can talk about the that in a moment as well but um i love all these little journeys of these characters and then going one step lower like maximus and Tangled getting a tiny arc right you have mm-hmm. Taffeta and Sour Bill and Winchell and Duncan and even q They all have little stories within the story. And all, that, all those layers just make this movie just endlessly fun. Gosh, I, I obviously am a fan of this film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it makes it fun. And like we said, it makes it rewatchable. And yeah. that's just what automatically <laughs> makes it a fantastic win. I guess you guys... Are probably predicting <laughs> yes, where they're, we're they're, putting this on our list. We'll uh, keep
1: talking. We'll keep talking. We'll we're not talking. talking because. They, but
0: it's it, definitely. It's definitely. It's. It's just such a well done film, and I always find something new in it every time I've watched mm. it, and that's what I like about it. Again, going back to the like that level of detail, that level of the the the, the references that you miss sometimes because it's a throwaway line. I always find something new <laughs> that I like.
1: <laughs> That's why I like this movie. This movie and and this revival period that we're in is this this is essential. What what they're doing here in in recreating what Disney movies are is essential for this studio to survive. And the fact that they are so successfully reinventing themselves, finding a new voice, becoming the powerhouse that they are, this is essential to the survival of the studio. The language of this library of films that we have discussed for all mm-hmm. these episodes now the language of disney is so ingrained into the essence of pop culture that if if they just keep churning out the same old thing we'd get bored with it and and look at something like brother bear look at some of the the lesser films that are trying to do the same old thing or trying to do what someone else is doing successfully the fact that they've been able to find new twists with villains and and heroes with that are searching for perspective in their life it's it's a far more co- a contemporary far more mature style of filmmaking that you don't necessarily get from the classic films in this library and that's that is something that they needed to do and they're doing so well in right in ba- basically innovation. you're
0: saying basically you're saying like disney needed to grow up yeah yeah right like to a degree obviously to like a it, degree, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it was doing something is is that growing up the results of them like or was it was it in part of them switching uh formats and f- switching mediums and getting out of the the hand-drawn style and moving into the cg world like it was do you think that's kind of like, it, that was, yeah. like, a catalyst for it? Or do you think it just kind of happened at the, both at the same time? I think their
1: failures have been the catalyst for a lot of what has developed over time. I think Wreck-It Ralph could never have existed when the idea of doing a video game movie came back during the dark uh, during the Black Cauldron era that they right. that video games were becoming... Um, oh, by the way, there's a Dragon's Lair arcade game in the arcade. <laughs> Don, Don <laughs> of Bluth. course there Don is Don Bluth. Bluth, Bluth. Bluth. <laughs> but a, a movie like Wreck-It Ralph could not have been done to this degree of success even during the renaissance and and I, and if you look at that post renaissance era where they they were they were playing in science fiction they were playing in, in arenas that they haven't hadn't done before that was even there was even growing pains there that a movie like record ralph couldn't exist in the advent of using cg the success of pixar bringing lassiter in uh, the business model of disney itself changing with their franchises and the the marketability of a lot of their characters and films, all of that compounds into creating a movie like Wreck-It Ralph, and and for the better, right? We will discuss right. next week how a lot of that is for technically the worse. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll preview for next week.
0: We'll preview. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but <laughs> the another element coming in play here is just cinema itself. I discussed this previously about how cinema and the and and how people view and critique and analyze and watch movies has changed as well. This movie is a product of eighties nostalgia easily. <laughs> that, oh yeah. And, and we're, oh, we're yeah. in 2018. As we record this, we are seeing the final throws of eighties nostalgia, right? We're, we're looking at late eighties nostalgia now and, and arcades like this getting in something like stranger things, season two. And, and, and a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot. This it Ralph plays on that, I think, more successfully than a lot of other throwback films, such as Ready Player One or um, some of the more yep. cynical nostalgic films. This one has an affection for arcades, an affection for the style of gameplay. While telling it, telling it, telling this story in a much uh, more contemporary setting, I've babbled far too long. Jeff, you need to talk.
0: Well, no, 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 <laughs> because that, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point, and that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. But right there, this film tells a good nostalgic story, but it doesn't lose itself in the nostalgia. Yeah, there you go. You know what, Jeff? Had...
1: You babble, and then I clarify. I just babbled. <laughs> you clarified.
0: We're we're I partners. <laughs> We're partners. <laughs> it only took fifty-two episodes, but we did it! Yay! Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- th- that's 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 a that's a brilliant way to look at it, and maybe that's why I like this one over a lot of those more nostalgia-heavy. Mm -hmm. uh project i i mean i like stranger things it's fun to watch stranger things because stranger things uses that nostalgia like that nostalgia to tell the story but that's not what it gets completely lost in it still focuses on the main core story that it's a monster story yeah it's
1: the setting is the nostalgia but the story itself it it, it's it's enhanced by the setting and that's it goes the same for wreck it ralph
0: And that's where I feel like, again, movies like the Emoji movie failed because they were just so big. I mean, that wasn't nostalgia, but they were so big on the gimmick that they lost the story. They didn't didn't care about the story Mm -hmm. because all the story was, was how do we get them from this thing to this thing? Mm -hmm. You know? Not like, well, let's write a story and then, oh, where could we put something in? Oh, they're gonna go to King Candy's Castle and he's got Oreos outside marching it. Can <laughs> we get them to sing the OEO song O-re-o. from Wizard of Oz, but replace it with Oreo? Can we do that, guys? Because that would be hilarious.
1: Well, the 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 expert execution of this film comes down to pick any character and now map their map their quest, map their journey, and and look how it intersects with the other characters. And having that many threads can make or break a film and being able to yeah. unravel everything that they lay out so well, sticking true to the themes, uh, and and having beats such as Ralph ready to to yell at Vanellope, like, I'm gonna find that little little gutter snipe, and then seeing her getting picked on by the other kids and then going, Hey, leave her alone <laughs> That that is such a telling character moment and part of his journey. And it's part of Vanellope's journey as well. And and uh that that unraveling of so many different threads is 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 wonderful set in this universe set with the nostalgia um praise 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 C- can I can I praise
0: one? Can I praise one more moment in this film? Sure,
1: you can praise one more and moment, it's... and then I'm going to criticize a moment. How does that? Does that sound okay, fair? Okay, that, that'll work perfectly. Give us some criticizing.
0: The... <laughs> I know. I hear the people; they're shouting in my yes. right ear. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, no, that's that's that's, that's my me. neighbor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no. The left ear is TC. Yeah. Right ear is my neighbor. I don't know why I'm micing my neighbor. Apparently, never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> praise the movie. Go. It's things like that. Praise the movie. Honestly, the what I would. Compare it to, I guess, our Pixar moment in Mm -hmm. the film, Mm -hmm. which is when Ralph has to break the cart. Oh. Vanellope's cart. Yeah. Because it's. Oh, oh, sorry. I just got chills just thinking about it in my head and I nearly uh, teared up. Because all I can hear is Vanellope like crying and screaming for him to stop. I have a note right here about that very uh, moment.
1: This is one of the greatest betrayal moments. We've seen in this library because it's not it's not a betrayal of hero versus hero against villain. It's this genuine betrayal of trust between poor Vanellope and Ralph West to make the hardest decision. And the fact that he is trying to explain to her why he has to do it and she won't hear him out. It's it's. It so sad.
0: Felt, it's so sad, and I mean, I'm not a parent, but it it kind of felt like a like a parent taking away a toy from a kid, and the kid not understanding, but trying to explain why this has to happen. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt a little bit like that, and it just oh, it this just, is for your own good. Oh, <laughs> yes. You don't understand. I'm helping you. Yeah. They, but they—they oh, it's just oh, it's so. And it's short. Mm-hmm. It's short. It's like a. It's like what? Not even a minute long of a moment mm-hmm. of 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 him realizing what he has to do and then breaking it and breaking the whole thing and then her telling him, you know, or him her, her basically telling him off, I guess. Yeah. Um. And the music and the camera angle and the lighting and just the performance of the actors just, uh it's so
1: well done. It's beautiful. It, and it's, it's reminiscent of the way Rapunzel feels betrayed by Flynn when he gets the crown back. Right. And then he's gone. Like she gives it to him and yep. he leaves supposedly. And that betrayal works in the, in the fantastical fairy tent, uh, fairy tale sense that tangled unravels it in. But, um, the betrayal moment of, of Ralph having to do that for Vanellope is such a beautifully powerful moment. And, uh, Beaten it, trumped only by I shouldn't say that. <laughs> beaten only by Dang this world <laughs> <laughs> by his decision, and this is truly a Pixar moment because they did mm-hmm. they did it even more gut punchingly hard in Toy Story 3. But his decision to sacrifice himself at the end when he He's trying to smash Diet Coke Mountain and uh, Diet Cola Mountain, and then King Candy takes him up, and he releases himself, and he gu- does the bad, the the badanon. Um, uh, 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 what is it? It's a mo- mo- motto? Um, poem? Whatever. The the as he's he's choosing to die, he squeezes his hero medal and he puts his fist oh, out, and yep. he's going to kill. He's going to die, and that moment is so amazing. Because his journey is complete, he has gone from this understandably upset, angry wrecker to doing using his ability to wreck to save someone's life. God, that's amazing!
0: It's amazing. And you know what? Even though you know you there's like a hint that he's like, well, they're not really gonna kill him off. Mm -hmm. It's still though well done enough where you can kind of go, are Are they gonna kill him off? (laughs) Like, is he actually gonna die? Because, because, and and here's why, and this was one of the discussions we had while we were watching this film, because they had set up the whole if you die outside of your game, yeah, you, you don't come real. back. Mm-hmm. That moment, because it's he's not inside his game, mm-hmm. he's gonna kill himself, he's not gonna come back, and like that was that was actually a like a, a moment while watching it, and you kind of go go oh, go, oh, oh, God, no, maybe there, maybe he is gonna die. Like you, you have a moment of wondering if they really will kill this character off but it's so and it's so well done that you kind of go but it's good i mean i or it's 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 not good that's the wrong term but like appropriate. they do they're do it's appropriate like yeah of course of course they're going to kill him off because he's he he's sacrificing himself yeah. for the you know for for everybody and, and
1: specifically and, for vanellope because who doesn't love a yep. brat with dirty hair
0: <laughs> i know right with candy stuck in her head man that would take so long to get out of her hair <laughs> Why does she sell candy?
1: Um, so if if I may criticize a moment. I don't yes, please do. I don't dislike the montage. I just dislike the song that they it's the um, shut up and drive song that they use. I feel like down the road that is gonna feel super dated as a song. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna stand the test of time. Uh, and I'm saying this is staying the test of time. Um, not for you, Jeff, but for everyone else oh, listening. Okay. I don't okay. think it's gonna stand the test of time like I wanna be like you from that. You know, from the Jungle Book, but uh, yeah. it's such a two, mid-2000s <laughs> poppy <laughs> song that it, it, I don't like it. It's, it's a great sequence. I love her learning to drive and montages. I love me a good montage. I just don't particularly care for the song. The other hand, I really like the Owl City song that ends this movie.
0: <laughs> right, the Owl City song, the Owl City song that ends it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really dig the um, the kind of eight bit ish song that I think is playing over the opening like uh, a narrative section of the film, mm-hmm. uh, of the film. That's really good. I even don't mind the, and I don't even like Skrillex. I don't mind the Skrillex song during Heroes Duty. When oh, Ralph right, first right, goes right. in, well, it's appropriate to off, the video game, <laughs> right? Because that's and that's in my head. I think I think that's why I'm okay with it. Because I went, well, yeah, because it's a war sci-fi war film, so mm-hmm. or a, a video game where crap's happening all over the place. So yeah, of course, Skrillex would score this, you know. <laughs> um, never mind the fact that he is in the party. Uh, <laughs> he's the DJ at the party at the pet house.
1: <laughs> Here, here's my. You want me to just completely BS a reason why that exists? Yeah, sure. Maybe in Heroes Duty, in real life, Skrillex did the soundtrack for the game, and as an Easter egg, the programmers put him somewhere in the game, which means he then exists and can leave the game, go to Fix-It Felix's anniversary party, and play the music there. There you go. Boom. Just thought of that right now.
0: BS approved. I am <laughs> completely okay with that idea. <laughs> all right, all right. That, That's a complete... Dang, because, you know, in my head, I was trying to figure out how he existed in that world. Boom. That completely makes sense. (laughs) Because really, like, why, like, out of all the pop culture references, why is that in the game? Because, like, okay, if if it's an Oreos, and if it's Laughing, Taffy, (laughs) and if it's uh, the Diet Coke Mountain, that's all in the Sugar Rush game. Mm -hmm. That would have been put in by the programmers as a... Not maybe not a sponsorship, but just as a reference, as a joke. Right. So that makes sense to be in that world. So of course, <laughs> Skrillex being in that, what you just said completely makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> because he is he is in their style. Hmm. He is in Calhoun's animation animated style. Yeah. So that would make sense that it's from the same game. <laughs> Oh, Mind blown, there it is. kiddos. There it is. No, wow. I, 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 well, that's all we have for this week, everybody. Uh, <laughs> listen to us next week when we watch Frozen.
1: I'm, I'm going to make yeah, a, I'm another point, and this isn't necessarily a criticism. It's just an observation in that the design of, of the characters, when we see them out of their video game, so we don't see Ralph in his 8-bit style, but when we see Ra- the way we see Ralph, Calhoun, all the characters, they have that fleshy Pixar quality to them. And right. I, I, I mentioned this previously in Tangled that we are now seeing the standard Disney look in the human characters. Granted, Vanellope really tiny. Ralph is mm-hmm. a monster. Felix is you know, Super Mario. But they have the eyes and the look of the standard Disney. So as much as we've credited Disney for seeking and, and finding their voice, they've also recaptured a look. If you look at the Renaissance movies, they certainly have a consistent look between Ariel and Belle and and whatnot, right? The princes. Mm-hmm. Like the characters look like they all exist together. Now we are in an era of all the human characters again looking similar. And part of me wishes for more uniqueness in uh, this movie's wildly unique and I love the design. I love the look of all the characters. But as an observation of what Disney's look is overall, it's blended with the human quality of the Pixar characters, and it's it's just a little too similar between all these movies. That uh, you know, I wish I just wish for a little tweak or a little bit more uniqueness in the design of these uh, of these uh, characters. Makes
0: sense. It makes sense. I I get it, and it's and I don't know if that's just. Is that Disney just trying to brand themselves with their characters? You think that's kind of what it is? Like yeah, this possibly. is the Disney look. Yeah, this is what we do. You know, like is, you think that's kind of what, uh, uh, kind of what they're what they're attempting to do, or you know, like overall or even subconsciously when they're designing their characters for these films.
1: Maybe it's because you're working with the same, uh, pretty much the same team overall. That uh, that that they follow a standard that allows everything to look similarly it could be that uh but it could also be if you think from a strictly business sense getting too crazy like if if ralph had been eight bit all the time through the movie it probably would have been harder to empathize with him if he didn't have like a human quality to him so it could be a a business and production decision to to have a look that's tried true tried tested and true
0: now, I do know that that was one of the things that they wanted to do with the characters was that the characters were originally they were all going to be represented in their graphic styles, so like Ralph oh, would have been an eight okay. bit or I guess I guess technically fix it Felix is probably well, I guess that's an eight bit yeah he would have they would have been an eight bit style, but Calhoun would have been her current style because mm. she is a more modern game um but they they ditched that because they couldn't emote. With okay. Ralph then, they, then, it then was so hard to, to read my that lends to
1: my theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that is the one thing that I, I I did notice the game the movie does that with most of its characters. It doesn't matter if they're eight bit or not. When they're in the game and when they are Excuse me. When we're looking at them through, you know, from the point of view of the humans, Mm -hmm. obviously they all look in their counterparts. But then once we go inside their arcade, it kind of pulls out and reveals. No, they're just they're more than just that uh, that flat 2D or that flat 8-bit style. And initially, that kind of bugged me because I'm like, wow, why aren't they that? Mm -hmm. You know, why is Pac? Or why is the ghost from Pac-Man? actually 3D and why you know why are all those characters looking like that but you realize really quickly it's very hard to emote with four pixels right. compared <laughs> compared to a fully fleshed out character but if anyone could
1: do it it would be well, maybe not Disney Pixar could do
0: it. <laughs> it Pixar would have done it in a heartbeat yeah but at uh, least, at least then some of the characters still had their like eight bit animation cycle. Mm-hmm. That was at least. That's at least. Y- oh fun yeah, yeah. Thing. Like
1: the the people in was it Nice Town where Fix yep. Felix Jr. They all move back.
0: Yep. <laughs> almost like a stop. Almost like a stop motion quality. So did the mm-hmm. uh, the bartender in the in the beer tapper game. Yeah, yeah. Tapper. He had he yep. He kind of had a like almost a low frame rate. Anime like like uh, claymation style, yes, claymation for him. sure. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, Which I love that. I love <laughs> that look. I love that fake. Like that's the same. It's the same effect that they did for like the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, where it's it's all CG and they could have made those characters move flawlessly, but they made them kind of move like they were stop, stop motion. Yeah. I love that stuff so <laughs> much. It's So that makes Jeff. That makes Jeff happy inside.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I love little little things like all the racers in Sugar Rush. And their gimmicks, like their candy-based gimmick. My favorite is Candlehead. I, I have to, I have to believe this might go like our Edwin theory, or some of other things we've, we've spat out here about like why Skrill. I bet Candleholder was a placeholder name until so they could figure out like some <laughs> cupcake pun, and they were like, let's just keep calling her Candlehead. Everyone cool with that? <laughs> okay, Candlehead is her name.
0: <laughs> you know, I would. I'm only agreeing with you because I have totally done that while writing a script <laughs> or creating a product where i was just like you know that's just that's the I'm name okay with it. anybody anybody want to disagree with me that's i mean we all know now. who this is yeah. and it's kind of funny now right like, candlehead. yeah we're good with it we'll just leave it okay good there's no like deeper meaning behind why the characters called that other than yeah. we didn't know what to call it and we just left it <laughs> if yep. it ain't broke don't fix it your name is candlehead <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, jeff overall i mean th- i my opinion: This is absolutely a movie to watch. This is one you could sit a kid down, and they'll oh, love yeah. it for all the colors and characters and, and the the kinetic energy of it. It's something that my
0: nieces loved this movie, which is why I watched it so much. They just they got a kick out of it. It was funny. It was bright. It was colorful, yeah. and it was video games.
1: And I don't think there's any problem with multiple viewings of this because there's so much detail to to pay yeah. attention to. You can watch the background instead of the the principal characters throughout. <laughs> Uh,
0: I love the zombie and the bad guy meme. I'm sorry, that's one of my favorite characters. Zombie, the... <laughs> just oh, sorry. It's just no thinking of like the multiple no viewings that just it? yeah. he he always makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, I think there's a good
1: message in this about finding your place, accepting accepting who you are without cynicism and and realizing and this this might be you know, maybe i'm i'm just spouting this off right now there is something in this generation of people making this movie for a younger generation i think that's jeff we we and maybe many of our listeners fall into a generation that was told you can be anything and yeah that's just not true <laughs> and and i don't mean that as to be mean but there is a reality in you you can't be anything you can only you can only strive to be what you 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 can be right and right. i think that there's there's a little bit of the, of being able to have that conversation with kids in this in that ralph accepting who he is and making the best of of his situations without without it crushing his soul
0: <laughs> right but then even in the same light you still have Vanelope in that in that same boat as ralph where she fully accepts who she is mm-hmm. she's not going to change who she is she's going to accept her disability I guess the glitching thing is is could be a disability yeah you know yeah. but like it's it's a fault in her in her character mm-hmm. literally a fault in her character um, and she completely accepts it and she adapts her life to use it yeah you know she gets the opportunity to be, she even gets the opportunity to be something better you know without her having to work for it. And she still decides to be the person that she knows who she actually is. Yeah, that's beautiful.
1: You know? That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> and I almost—I was going to ask, but we kind of—we kind of wrapped into it. I was going to ask if that was more of of of, of if whether or not Vanellope turning down the fact of her being a princess was more of that modern day approach to little girls. You don't have to be a princess I'd, if you I'd want f- to just yeah. be I'd, a race car driver. Or, you know, just her just a, you be you you don't have to be this
1: i think so you i know? think that there really is something in just because i was born into this doesn't mean i have to continue to be this at least from vanellope's right. perspective whereas ralph you know he, he is accepting of the life he has had his for 30 years right and that's yeah. a, that's a that's a beautiful thing and, and honestly i was wondering why isn't vanellope she qualifies for all the crowning right she's in a <laughs> successful film she is royalty. She does something heroic. Uh, she hits all the check marks of, of a coronated princess in the Disney library. And she's not. And I didn't I wondered why. Pardon me wonders if it's because it's Sarah Silverman. <laughs> and maybe Disney's like, um maybe this isn't lo- the,
0: the best representation. <laughs> yeah. Also, I kind of feel like maybe they're just be like, well, she did denounce herself as wanting to be a not being a, a yeah. you know a monarchy and wanting to be a president so mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. We got out of this one. <laughs> well, I <don't> uh, know.
1: <laughs> so, I, I, I suppose it begs a question to ask Jeff of all the movies we've watched in this round no! of films. I which, can't <laughs> yell at you because there's only two. There's only two. Uh, for those who might be first time listeners, what we are doing yes. is we've grouped all these movies in tens. Jeff and I are ranking them one through 10 as we go along. So, we don't have to rank one through 56. We are in the second movie of this set of 10. You can see this list over at our Facebook page uh, and see what we've what we've ranked in the previous groupings. And Jeff, I I think it's fair to say, I know where this is going to end up on your list. uh, Where where does it end up there between Winnie the Pooh and this?
0: Well, everybody, uh, as much as, you know, we did enjoy Winnie the Pooh last week. I am sorry, but Rocket Ralph is my number one, just Mm -hmm. because it's, Every time I watch it, I have a good time. Every time I watch it, I find something new. I always laugh at spots. I always enjoy the story. Um, you know, This time around, it was great because I got to watch it with somebody who hadn't watched it before. Um, though she still knew what was going to happen in it because she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like me. Um, she still was able to, to predict it. I didn't care. It was still a blast to watch it. And I, I just... Yeah, this movie is just... All th- I mean, I've only I've only really been praising it. I don't think I really said anything negative. No, oh,
1: I, I I feel about I've, the movie. I as well have have not yeah. had really a bad word to say about this. And yes, easily this is well well leaps and bounds ahead of Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is exactly. fine. It's a sweet film, very you know charming. But Wreck-It Ralph has so much going for it. And uh, I'm very uh, without thinking too hard about what's to come. Where record will end it will rem- if it'll remain in the one slot where it will where it will uh, stay or if it'll move around right um, right for both myself I'm excited and to you see that. I I really yeah, think I'm definitely that excited to see that a- as similar as our previous ten were Jeff I have a f- I, I feel like this list we're probably going to be quite a bit different um, but that's <laughs> that's to be determined how about we go over to Twitter and Facebook and see what the listeners Let's have go to over. say uh, right. <clears throat> Uh, buh, 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 buh. so over at facebook while you're doing that yeah. real okay good go, oh no go ahead. I'm, I'm bringing it up go ahead no
0: i thought okay well i was gonna say while tc's doing that real quick tc i have two tropes for this movie oh i cannot please. let these pass guys. oh i
1: know which one is i know which one is
0: <laughs> okay do you know okay. you know okay okay tc let's play this game tc yeah. guess my tropes okay
1: number one perpetually <laughs> barefoot character yes yeah all right ralph is barefoot yeah, through the whole ralph. thing <laughs> the, the second i one, only have though. two Number two. I don't know what the second one would be. Is Sour Bill an animal sidekick? Does that count?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we only knew what his species was, except for Gobstopper. He's a sour... Um, Oh, now I see why they call
1: you Sour Bill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, so my number two was was the villain is killed by his own doing.
1: Oh, yeah, he he is he is undone by his own uh, yep. machinations.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can never think of the proper way of saying it, so that's why I always say he's killed by his own doing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. TCC says it way more elegant mm-hmm. and fancy mm-hmm. and better. Yes. Uh, and it's <laughs> very true. Yes, that is because of him being eaten. He, you know, him being attacked by the bug and then becoming a bug, but then ultimately falling prey to the bug's weakness which was the light and, right. then, and he dies that way so Lights. yeah that's all so now i sorry, see anyway. the light no look away <laughs> oh no no no, no yes Yeah. oh my yeah,
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> have some candy <laughs> right. uh, over at <laughs> anyway, facebook.com so to slash media. top shelf pod every week before we record we toss up the movie we're going to discuss if you want us to hit some talking points or if you have any questions you throw them up there We try to hit them when we get to the episode. Otherwise, come back Wednesday after these episodes have aired, and feel free to comment on anything we've had to say here. Maybe we've missed something. Maybe you'd like us to elaborate further on something. Uh, We love engaging with you guys, and we do have uh, quite a few comments here. I see all positive. I don't see anyone um, having a bad word to say about Wreck-It Ralph here. Uh, First up, Thomas asks us, um, he, he wants to call this the best video game, but then he's not sure how... Scott Pilgrim feels about they're both so good so I'm going to phrase that as a question which which is the better video game movie while you think sorry I'm I'm a man of many words video game video game (laughs) movies are notoriously bad and uh, yes
0: uh, and, and to clarify that, TC, you mean movies that are based upon mo- yes, yes. pre-existing video game properties, right? Mm-hmm. Movies. Like movies, ad- Super like, Mario Brothers. Yes. Uh,
1: uh, Lara uh, Croft. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> Creed. Yeah, there is there is an endless amount Fellowship. of video game adaptations. that. Oh, God, that's not even a video game. That's a board game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a board game. So, that should have been the giveaway. <laughs> what What makes
1: wreck Ralph and Scott Pilgrim so unique is that they are, yes, they are video game movies, but they are not bound or beholden to existing video game properties. I mean, Scott Pilgrim is technically an adaptation of a comic book graphic novel series. And Wreck-It Ralph sure has a lot of homage to classic arcades, but they are independent of that. So the question is, Jeff, which is the better movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the world or Wreck-It Ralph? I already have my decision made, but I'm asking
0: you. Dang. See, that's tough though. Cause I love both those movies. These Both those films are fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, man, TC, <laughs> put me on the spot like this. I should have <laughs> thought about this ahead of time. I don't, I, I feel like between the two of them, mm, see, Wreck-It Ralph is good for nostalgia, for reference, or for recognizing known properties, and, and meanwhile, Scott Pilgrim is just a fantastically well-done comedy kind of action film that is like, based on, not based on, but is, has, uses a lot of the tropes and uh, elements of video games Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily referencing, like, a particular one, Mm -hmm. which I guess could very well make it better because it's, <laughs> Ooh, man, that's hurting. Well, oh, guys, that hurts my head. I, I, I don't know. I it's will a tie say, in, my
1: head. in terms of, hey, there's a couple other movies we could add to a list like this, and I don't want to turn this into a whole thing, but like, uh, Wreck Ralph, Scott Pilgrim, superior to Ready Player One. Um, yes. I think Wreck Ralph and Scott Pilgrim are superior to both Tron movies, and uh, Ooh. also fake video games that eventually became real video games. Um, but I, I, for my money, I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It, Edgar Wright is a masterclass of visionary auteur direction and uh, writing. And I love, oh, I yes. love, love, love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, but I
0: think. It's beautiful and it's funny and yeah. it's well.
1: Oh, it's clever. I edited and timing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I am placing Wreck It Ralph as the better film, if only for the fact that Wreck It Ralph covers a much wider spectrum of themes and demographics and story. It's a much more complex film. Scott Pilgrim follows one man's journey, or one boy's journey to becoming a man through a video game reality. Wreck-It Ralph follows multiple characters through multiple different thematic ideas. And for the complexity of Wreck-It Ralph's storytelling versus the complexity of, of Scott Pilgrim's just design and production, I'm going to give it to Wreck-It Ralph from a story perspective.
0: Okay. So I got you, you. I do feel like Wreck It Ralph is a little more accessible yeah. to the general public than Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Just because of <laughs> its wider audience in the gaming and like mm-hmm. that sort of uh that sort of like area, I guess, yeah. of, of of expertise or hobby.
1: Scott, Scott Pilgrim um, is far more niche of an audience. And and I want to be clear, right. this is not me saying I don't like Scott Pilgrim. That's why I preambled oh, the man. hell out of it. So Lindsay from uh, our top shelf <laughs> as her back, said for her two cents, Scott Pilgrim, hands down, uh tongue out emoji. Um she's is that what she said? Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I didn't down. even see that. Yeah. <laughs> of course she did.
0: Of course she did. Uh, let's see. So
1: uh, Wyatt over the Facebook page says he's gonna put, uh, he's gonna pull a bolt and say that this movie is really about Ralph learning to be brave, truthful, and unselfish in order to become a good guy. Totally agree with you, Wyatt. Uh, with the help of his cute but crude conscience, Sarah Silverman, Ralph saves Candyland from the clutches of the maniacal Mad Hatter. In the meantime, Mario and Lara Croft partake in maybe the greatest love story of the revival may or may not be hyperbolic <laughs> question mark. Uh, I do uh, own this movie. Okay, so, um, you know Calhoun and Fixit Felix's love story. is So sw- I love it. It's great. It's such an unlikely couple, and
0: they're literally the opposite of each other. <laughs> she destroys things with her gun. He fixes things with his hammer. She Good, is great. six foot five. He is like a foot and a quarter. <laughs>
1: Golly, ma'am, look at the, two... that high definition.
0: <laughs> yeah, two very different personalities. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's uh, so all joking aside from why He says that uh, he loves this movie so much. Wreck-It Ralph, to him, at least shows the new age of Disney animation with a focus on technology and pushing the boundaries of what they could tackle in a feature film material. Absolutely, I think he might be the one last week that mentioned discussing Paperman, which was the short attached yes. to this on its release. And if you have not seen Paperman, oh. the short, please seek that out. It's if you want to just see the expert. The expertise of animation at work, the shorts that I'm going to give Disney the credit here, but Laster and the Pixar team create and have put before the the, the newer of the films so that they've returned to this tradition of releasing shorts with the features uh, is – Paperman is – unbelievably good (laughs) the the 2d animation the sweetness of the story yeah it's it's great
0: the score to paper man is so beautiful (laughs) it's and it's a short it's it is it's a short it's only like about four and a half five minutes long Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's literally just about a guy like paper airplanes and basically following a woman like finding a woman right it's
1: a it's a a beautiful little love story (laughs) with some fantastical elements
0: Oh, the piece of music in it is so pretty. I love my. And music. short,
1: short. I just oh, want to. just want to stress that again. Short. Okay, Coco, don't try to pull off this twenty-two-minute episode of a frozen. Okay, I'm not. Okay, let's let's get to another comment here. Let's get to another comment. Somebody
0: doesn't like Coco very much. No, 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 no. No, I love
1: Coco. I do not like Olaf's Frozen Adventure that was placed oh, before I gotcha. Coco. Okay. okay, let's be clear here. <laughs> let's be
0: clarify there. Okay.
1: <laughs> Our good friend Scarstar hashtag #Scarstar. She says it loves this one and thought the villain reveal at the end was a cool was very cool execution. Uh the best Bowser Koopa film cameo since Mario Brothers movie and that's not saying much. And also she comments <laughs> on loving the way the 8-bit characters move. Yeah. Oh boy. Um yeah, Bowser's been redeemed. Um, he uh, He's certainly been redeemed in having his appearance here in the Bad
0: Anon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bad Guys Anonymous. Um, that, that bad Guys Anonymous, entire sequence. Seriously, again, that entire sequence <laughs> just made me so happy. Just, I am not a bad guy. No, as, as
1: sweet and as, as, as almost cutesy that that opening is with Ralph Bean and that Bad Guys Anonymous, It it makes that ending... Uh, so much more powerful that he uses that with his whole, he uses the, the poem with his whole heart as he's sacrificing himself. Mm, So good. Yep. Uh, Natasha says, love this movie. Saw it multiple times in theaters. And every time I watch it, she finds new cameos and Easter eggs. Darn tootin'. And then Aaron Williams says, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, AB starts.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Aaron. Now we are in the cheat codes. Welcome to the cheat code section of top shelf Disney animation -er 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 studios. Please enter your passcode. Please give Jeff 99 lives and all money. All oh,
1: money, please. It's just gold tokens though. Yeah.
0: I'll take it. I can right. I can sell it. I know this duck who owns this giant vault. <laughs> I could totally sell it to him. <laughs> Uh, that's a it. I don't know. He's got a weird gold What I,
1: I do have a couple tweets, but we actually <laughs> hit at them. Uh, they were just a couple of questions that we ended up talk, talking about naturally. So thank you for your tweets over at Twitter. I'm at TC's Big Head. Jeff is at Random Bell, so you can hit us up there. Uh, but thank you for those comments, everybody. Um, yeah, this 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 is such a fun movie, and it's and like I said, it's one of my default. I have it on my tablet. That if I'm on a road trip or if I'm waiting at an airport, which I do plenty of uh, in all my traveling, <laughs> it's nice to have something that I can digest Right. Lovingly, which is which is what Wreck It Ralph is. It's that, and you know the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. You know that's just the way I, it's the way I roll. <laughs> uh, TC has I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. a weird. That's more for a future episode. I have a feeling uh, we'll talk more <laughs> about your uh, love of the Fast and the Furious franchise. If we ever uh,
1: revive franchise franchise, I will totally discuss <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Anyway. Maybe we,
0: maybe we need to do that in our downtime that's between it. these two. These this podcast <laughs> and the next one is just do the Fast and the Furious franchise. There, there you go. Uh, hashtag. Mm.
1: TCFF, that's uh, a FFF, three F's, Fast and the Furious franchise. So TCFFF, if you want to hear me discuss the Fast and the Furious franchise.
0: Oh my goodness, TC. We have to do that now. Okay, well, thank you for plugging a a previous podcast of ours, TC. Uh, Be sure to check out Franchise, Franchise on iTunes and Google Play. Available at Uh, ghosthat.net as well. Yes, as well, as well, where we watched. An entire franchise of movies and just talked about them, much like this, mm-hmm. except talked about how bad they got so quickly. <laughs> Die Hard. Oh my goodness. I think we did. Please I think we've wrapped it up no. here. Anyways, I think we've <laughs> we reached the end of this episode for this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, next week we'll be returning to watch. Okay.
1: Yes. All right.
0: Number fifty-three. Here we go,
1: folks. We need the to. Two thousand and
0: thirteen film. Here it comes Frozen.
1: Frozen. <laughs> we are heading. To the land of, of uh, oh, no, it's not Elyria. What is, it's not a, a Fantasia. What is no. the? <laughs> I, uh,
0: we're we're heading to a land of cold, just cold, just cold. That's all yeah. I got. So, <laughs> but 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 we had discussed this before. Mm-hmm. We are both going into watching this film with completely open eyes, mm-hmm. and from the and, and especially at least for me, I will only speak for me. TC, yeah. I, you can do what you want to, but I'm going into it because I've seen this movie. More times than I ever want to admit in my life. <laughs> I think many and... of the people who hate this movie, mm-hmm. it is a result of the multiple viewings. I'm going to ask this. However, so, yeah,
1: I'm going yes. to ask this. Uh, yes, we are going to give this a fair shake. We are going to try to yes. approach this with the knowledge of 53 movies before it. That's, yes. That is that is our, our duty to go into this. I'm not asking you guys to, to forgive this movie for you hate it for. But I would like to ask this. When we post this episode up, Questions and comments. I would really, I really want people to be specific about why they hate this movie. And that is not being Mm -hmm. hyperbolic. People hate Frozen, and I'd really want people to be specific about this because if we're gonna have any long discussions, it's going to be about the the reactions we had to this film. That's all I'm gonna say about it now. I don't want to. We're not giving a preview. We're just saying next week is Frozen. I want to hear what you people have to say about it as you hear what we have to say about it.
0: (laughs) Definitely, though.
1: Cool. There it is. We've done it.
0: Another All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> puns have already begun, guys. Gosh. Remember Home on the Range? I have a feeling that's what this is going to be next no, week. No, God. <laughs> oh, it'll be nice to see you then. So, with that, everybody, we are going. Took it took a second. Yeah, I kind of yeah. said nice, mm-hmm. not ice. Mm-hmm. That's the problem mm-hmm. I have. I have to work on my puns. I gotta. Mm-hmm. I gotta. You know, yeah. uh, prep myself ready for next week. Anyways. That is all for this week. TC, thanks for joining me while we talked about Wreck-It Ralph. Happy
1: to do it. Happy to happy to yeah. always be here with you, Jeff. So. Uh,
0: and with that, everybody, thanks, for everybody, to, for, for listening this week. And then, TC, do the sign-off. Well, this,
1: this has been a podcast. We have been the people you've been listening to, and this is a sign-off.
0: <laughs> yeah! We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to wreck it! <laughs> yeah. Did anybody hear the opening quote from this episode? Mm-hmm. Did you hear him say top yes. shelf? Yes. I love it. I geeked out a little inside. <laughs> that might just be our new opening. <laughs> I have nothing clever
1: to add, Jeff. The episode is over.
0: <laughs> this has been a production of Ghost Hat Media. Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs>
1: I like the ending.